As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll tell you on What's It All About, Wednesday afternoons at 3 on KCAA 1050 AM. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM. K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. You're listening to the Word of God with Reverend Sylvester on KCAA. Here is Reverend Sylvester. God bless you. The Word of the Lord says that Jesus is a strong tower and the righteous can run in it and be saved. One thing about that tower, the tower never comes down. The tower never fails. The tower will never collapse. You can come to Jesus with anything that you have, whatever the problem may be, whatever the circumstances or the situation may be. You can come to Jesus because the arm of the Lord is always stretched out. He's waiting and ready, whatever the burden, whatever the problem. Whatever the situation is, he wants to bring joy in the midst of everything that you're going through and that you're dealing with. I want you to go with me to St. John chapter 8. We're going to be looking at St. John chapter 8 and a few more scriptures this morning. St. John chapter 8 and verse 12 reads this way. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The light of life. The light of life. Life is a strange thing because it's a life that you've never lived before. It's a road you've never traveled. It's a way you've never been. We all are going through life, learning life, learning ourselves, learning one another, learning who we are. Some of us, we don't even know who we are. But Jesus is the light of the world. He that cometh to God must first believe that he is the light of the world. And that he can do anything but fail. He's my strong tower. He's our refuge. He's our strength. He's our burden bearer. He's the one that knows what you need. He is the light of the world. There's light at the end of every tunnel. 
There's light at the end of every trial and every tribulation. There's a brighter day ahead. I don't care what you're dealing with. There's a better day. Things don't remain the same always. You need to look again and you need to know that Jesus is the light that you need to shine on you, through you, and around you. He can do anything but fail. There's no two ways about it. If you trust him and believe, he'll bring you through every time. He's love. He's love. And he loves you and I with everything that's in him. If he did not love you and I, he'd have never went to the cross and shed his blood for us. He'd have never sent his son. But when he saw that we were in trouble and that sin had came into the world through Adam, which we know Adam committed the first sin, and when Adam sinned, Adam brought about death. From Adam to Moses, death reigned. And we understand that until the law was given, sin was not inputted or sin was not charged to your account. At that time, they didn't have a law, so sin was not considered sin. But once Jesus gave the commandments and the law, sin was inputted to those that were there. I want you to understand that Jesus is still the light of the world. And once sin abound, grace abound much more. After Adam had sinned, Jesus sent his son to the world that the world may be saved through him. And his son died on the cross and he took the victory over death that you and I don't have to see death. Not we understand the spiritual death as a spiritual and a physical death. And God came that you and I would be able to live in the new heaven and earth when he returns that he had actually created for Adam and Eve until the snake slipping in there and deceived them. But I want you to know he's still the light of the world. He sees all, he hears all, he knows all. There's nothing that God don't know. And there's nothing that God can't do for you if you'll let him, if you will allow him. That's the whole thing about it. People don't understand that they wonder, well, why he ain't doing this? Why he ain't doing this? Well, are you doing what you should be doing? Are you trusting him? Are you believing him with your whole heart? Are you standing on his word? Are you being confident? Are you being faithful to him and believing that he's going to do it? You have to hold to it no matter what. When it seems like it's at its worst, you got to stand and say, Thank you, Jesus. I know you can do it. Thank you because I know you're going to bring me through. Thank you. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Glory to God. No matter what, you've got to trust him. Hallelujah, wonderful Savior. Thank you, Jesus. You've got to believe that he is the light of the world and the light in your situation and that he'll bring you out. And I don't care how dark it is, the light will shine on you, through you, for you, and around you. That light, that light will shine as we spoke before about Paul. When the light shined on him on the road of Damascus, it changed his world. It changed him. It changed his life forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says, if man, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things become new.
If you trust the Lord, his word will keep you going. His word will keep you strong in every direction. Now I want you to go with me to St. John chapter 9, and we're going to show that when God decides to shine a light, the light will shine. St. John chapter 9, and we're going to look at uh, verse 1. I believe we'll start at verse 1 this morning. And the topic of our message today is that Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of your life. Without him, you have no life. You have no light. You're trying to do stuff to take you out of your mind. You're doing this drug. You're drinking this and you're doing that to try to bring yourself to a place that you feel that you can cope with life. Trying to do this to satisfy the inner man. But I want you to know there's a man on the inside of you that only God can satisfy. And that hunger for Jesus began to cry out to you when it appears that your light is going out. When the light is being smothered, it seems that it, that inner man cries out for help. If you've ever went to put a candle out, it seems like when you put the deal over it to put the candle out, it seemed to get as hot as, as it's going out. And your hunger and your thirst for Christ gets home more and more as the darkness begin to cover your spiritual light. And you find yourself tormented, confused, and messed up in the mind, angry for no reason and don't know why frustrated and provoked and don't know why. But it's because the inner man is hungering, hungering for his father. And it's one thing, he said, let us make man in our own image. So you realize that there's a part of you that's a part of Christ. And that part of you that's a part of Christ is longing for help from the father. You understand, I want you to imagine certain things. I want you to look at certain situations. It's just like you crave a certain type of food that you want to eat, and you are not satisfied until you have a taste of that food that you have a desire for. And that part of you that Christ implanted in you is hungry for Christ. And then you begin to go doing different things to try to satisfy it, to try to bring it under control. But that's not the answer. If what you're doing, the answer is still in Jesus. Sometimes you've got to find yourself on your knees saying, Lord, thank you. Sometime you got to throw up your hands wherever you at and say, Lord, I thank you. Sometime you got to get in a corner to yourself and just cry it out and say, Lord, I thank you. Because that inner man is hungry from a touch from your father that sits high and look low, that shed his blood on the cross, that died for you and me. And your inner man hungers for that touch from him that only he can give. Some people will say, well, I've never had a touch. I've never been under his blood. But there's an inner man in you that is longing for that touch and that desire. 
So I want you, I don't care what circumstances and how you look at yourself and what you consider yourself to be, I want you to reach out and touch the Lord today as he goes by and he's passing by this moment. Your needs he'll supply. I want you to reach out and touch him now. If you lift your hands wherever you're at and say, Lord, I thank you. He'll touch you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. He'll bring peace in your spirit, peace in your home, peace in your mind, peace everywhere that peace needs to be in you and around you. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will overtake you right now. So I want you to know what, you, what you're searching and looking for is Jesus. What you're longing for is Jesus. And let him come in and feel that longing, feel that desire that's in you. As I've said before, with Jesus, it's just like being on a date. There's times when we were young that we would date one another. And we couldn't wait to see the next person the next day. We couldn't wait to hear their voice the next day. Then we would be so satisfied. So this is what's going on in your spiritual body. The warfare, the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against demons and devils. Principalities of all kinds in nature. And the devil is warfaring with your spirit, your spirit that belongs to God. And the darkness is trying to take it over. But I come against every dark force that will come against you this morning. And I bind him in his tracks and I send him back from whence he come. And I command your light to shine. Let's pick up St. John chapter 9 and verse 1. Now Jesus passed by and saw a man who was blind. From birth. Hallelujah. Glory. Wonderful Savior. Glory be to God. Blind from birth. The Bible says that we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Verse 2 says, And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Go back to Romans, Romans, my God, chapter 8 and chapter 9 and chapter 6. And, and you'll find that day the Bible says that Adam sinned in the garden. And when Adam sinned, Adam brought about sin upon the whole earth. Adam brought about death upon the whole earth. But I want you to know that God is going to get the glory out of everything that has taken place in your life, out of everything that's been done. You run around heavy burdened and heavy loaded, feeling that the world is against you, but the world is not against you. It's the adversary that's against you. You realize he's the prince of the air, so he's hovering over this world. He's hovering over your mind to try to destroy. But the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you got to shift your mind off of all the natural things and let the spiritual man come alive. Every man huh, has a spiritual man on the inside of him huh, because God made you in his image. So a part of you is alive on the inside. A part of you has to be a part of Christ. And all that part of Christ in you wants to do is live wonderful Savior 
and not die. Thank you, Jesus. So no one, no one in Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the work of God should be revealed in him. Now, it ain't so much what you done and what you didn't do, but it's all about God wants to get the glory out of your life. You see, the devil thinks that he's going to get more souls into hell than God is going to get into the kingdom. But I stopped by to tell you this morning, his arm is still outstretched. His hands is still upon you. And he said, come unto me, all ye that are laden and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Say glory. Say glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let Jesus come in and let Jesus fix it. My, 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 my. And Jesus said, Jesus said, but that the work of God should be revealed in him. I must work the work of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He's still the light of the world. When he was walking the streets of Galilee, he shined all the way through and everywhere he went. That's when God told Samuel to go and anoint one of Jesse's kids to be king. He looked at the oldest son because he was handsome, and the Bible said he was stout and large in size. But I want you to know, Jesus had to tell him, don't look at his physical body, but look for who I sent you for. And when he got to David, they never thought David would be anointed king. You see, God will surprise you when you least expect it. Now you take when David went up against Goliath, who would have thought that that little fella could have did what he did? But he went in the strength of God. All he had was a rock and a slingshot. He didn't have a big sword and a big shield like Elijah had. But he had a rock and a slingshot. You don't have to have all the power. You don't have to have a great big this and a big that. You don't have to have a loud voice. You don't have to be the pretty person in the world, nor the ugliest person in the world for Christ to touch you and turn your life around and make you anew. Now, anytime he could cast the devil out of Paul, he can cast the devil out of you because Paul was set to take those Christians into judgment. He was set to take them to sentence them to die. He would burn down their land after he took them captive. But God, but God, but God is on your side, but God is still standing with you. He said, Lo, I'm with you always. Oh, glory, until the end of time, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So God wants to open your eyes this morning. He want to remove the scales that the world and sin and trials and tribulations have put up on you, the bumps and knocks that you've gone through. I hear so many young people, so many
many children. I don't understand this. My mom and daddy's that and this and that and the other. But I stopped by to tell all of you this morning that Jesus can turn everything around. He'll make it all right. Oh, yes, he will. He can make it all right if you allow him. But you've got to be willing. He said, at first, there'll be a willing mind. You've got to be willing. You've got to be open. You've got to say, Lord, I need you. God, I need you. Lord, but God, I need you. Glory to God. Without you, I can do nothing. Any person that thinks they can function and go forward without Christ is the biggest fool that ever lived. I stopped by to give you some wisdom this morning. Without God, you're a lost soul. Without God, you're stumbling here and there. You take some people that are homeless, and I feel sorry for them because they're rebelling against their home life. They're rebelling against the system. They think they're going to change certain things when they need a change on the inside of them. And we need to pray much for homeless people that God will turn their minds around, that God will put their foot on a solid ground because they're going around blind and they think what they're into is still the answer. They've sacrificed their soul, their lives to drugs. They've sacrificed their lives to anger. They've sacrificed their lives to thinking they can book and they don't have to live a normal life, that it's normal to live in the street and sleep on the street and that they don't need no help and they don't need nobody. But I stopped by to tell you this morning, if you got a homeless loved one in your family, I come to touch and agree with you this morning that if we send the word, no, 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 who shall Send the word of God out on them. Send the word of God to them. Send the word of God into them. My, 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 my. God will turn them around. God can fix that situation for you. I know we always talk about an intervention. Well, I got an intervention for you this morning. The intervention is Jesus Christ. Let him intervene. When you pray the prayer of faith, just praise him because it's already done. Just thank him because it's already done. Believe him because it's already done. We send the word throughout the airways. We send the word into the corner of every corner of the county of San Bernardino. And we send the word that Jesus will touch and heal every homeless person that is sick of sin, that sin has took and destroyed, that the devil has deceived. We come against every power of the devil this morning. We bind him in the name of Jesus. We command him to turn them loose. I touch and agree with every individual that's got a family member that's in a crisis this morning. We come to tell them that Jesus has made the clay to lay upon them, that their eyes may come open, and that their heart may see, and their ears may hear, say glory, say glory, say glory, yeah. 
our glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If it had not been God who was on our side, where, 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 where would we be? If it was left to the devil, we all would be down, broke, busted, and disgusted. We would all be laid aside. It takes me back to when the man did genocide over there in Africa. It takes my mind back to 9-11. But if it had not been for God that spared every one of us today, those planes could have flew all over this world and destroyed every one of us. But God sought to be merciful unto some of us. And so many people are still grieving. But I want you to know that Jesus wants to lift the load. Jesus want to heal your broken hearted. Jesus want to heal your troubled mind. Let Jesus, let him fix it for you. Let him come on in. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I heard somebody say, where was he at then and now? He's still here. He's the same today, tomorrow, and forever. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and then, and then, will we hear from heaven? We've got to become like they were in the Bible when they all became one and they were going to build a tower to heaven. Well, we've all got to become one. All this division and different doctrines, we've got to unite somewhere and cry out to God. Set aside your opinion. Set aside your doctrine. Set aside your way and grab your brother's and sister's hand. It don't matter the color of their skin and cry out to God and say, Lord, look on this world. Lord, look on these people. God, move in a mighty way. And when we can do that, we shall see the move of Azusa. So many are looking for the move of Azusa again, but our hearts are not right. Our spirit is not right. It's coming, but we got to get right with God. We've got to stand on the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. So when Jesus laid the clay on the man's eyes, my Bible tells me that the man's eyes came open and he began to see and he began to see everything that he had never seen before. He had never seen a tree before. He had never seen the dirt before. He had never seen a person before. All he knew was what someone had told him. All he knew was what someone had described to him. And all you know, some of you, is what the devil has implanted in your mind. When the devil comes by and speaks to you, you have not known the truth. But the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And I want those of you that are listening to me, I want you to get Romans chapter 6, chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8. And I want you to plant those chapters in your mind today. And I want you to study those chapters all next week. And I want you to let them become a part of you. So let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. So the blind man only knew what people had told him. But when Jesus, when Jesus touched his eyes, he saw a whole different thing besides 
aside what was told to him. He saw things in a different light than what was planted in him. And when Jesus touched your mind this morning, when Jesus opened your eyes this morning, when Jesus touched your mind this morning, as Jesus touches your spirit this morning, you're going to see a new thing. You're going to see a new way. You're going to see the light. And you will no longer walk in the way you've been walking. You're not going to talk the way you've been talking. Oh, yes, he's got a job for you. Somebody said to me this morning, brother, I need a job. Well, I come to tell you, he's going to lead you to the right place to get the job that you need. He's going to open a door that no man can close. And he's going to make a way for you where there is no way. That's the kind of God I know. This man had been blind from birth from the day he was born in his mother's womb. And when the men saw him, they began to say to themselves, that looked like the man that's been blind all his life. That looked like the man that was out there with the cup begging. That looked like the man that was digging in the trash for cans. That looked like the man that was on drugs. That looked like the man that's been sitting on the corner. That looked like the man that was the worstest thing in the community. And God would take the worst and turn it into the best. He proved that with Paul. He took the worstest enemy that a Christian could have. The most hateful person at that time. And he turned him around. He turned him around and he can turn you around. He can fix those circumstances. Put your hand in the hand of the man that steal the water. Glory to God. Put your hand in the hand of the man that come to see, that walked the shores, that told Peter when he was walking on the water, he beckoned to him. He said, come on to me. Peter hollered out, Jesus, Jesus, is that you? He said, Peter, it's me. Come on, come on. And as long as Peter came, kept his focus and his mind and his eyes on Jesus. He didn't fall in the water, but when he began to drip, he started to slip. So when you allow the devil to fill your mind with mess, when you allow him to slip in and take you over, your light starts to go out. But Jesus, he's still the light of the world. He's still the light of your soul. He's still the light in your home. Let the light shine. Yeah. That others may see the good works of your father in you. Let Jesus handle those wayward children. Take Jesus to school with those children. They don't want you to pray in school. But I want you parents to start praying outside the school. To keep praying outside the school. Don't stop Stop praying. Don't stop seeking. You may not be able to go in there and pray, but y'all can meet in the parking lot and catch hands and 
pray for the school outside the school. I'm so reminded of so much that is going on. So much sadness is taking place. So much killing is going on. Can you believe? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to the Word of God on KCAA Radio. If you have questions or comments, you're welcome to write to Reverend Sylvester at the KCAA Word of God. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.